Hello and welcome to another episode of Rise for Racial Justice, the podcast. I'm Bernetta Carson, and on this show, we bring you the finest thought leaders in the anti-racist and education realms with the goal of sharing resources for liberation, transformation, consciousness raising, and anti-racist action. We have a special episode today, and we hope you enjoy it. We are speaking with children's author Andrea Davis Pinckney ahead of her webinar conversation with Rise for Racial Justice on February 17th with the Multicultural Bookstore. Ms. Pinckney is a New York Times bestselling and Coretta Scott King award-winning author of nearly 50 books for children and young adults, including Loretta Little Looks Back, Three Voices Go Tell It. She is the recipient of the Regina Medal and the Arbuthnot Honor Award for her distinguished contribution to the field of literature. Her husband and frequent collaborator is two-time Caldecott winning illustrator, Brian Pinckney. Thank you for joining the podcast today, Andrea. Thank you, Bernetta. I'm very happy to be here. So happy to have you and excited about the webinar too. So this is like a little sneak peek. (laughs) Yes, yes. A little preview for all of us. Yes. All right. So you've written dozens of books for children and young adults. Um, So I want to start from the beginning with you. Like what was your childhood like? Well, let me say, Brunetta, I'm very glad that this podcast has the, you know, the title Rise for Racial Justice. You know, that's so apropos to my childhood. So I am the the daughter of civil rights foot soldiers and I was born in Washington, DC a few weeks after Martin Luther King gave his landmark I Have a Dream speech. So my dad, the late Philip J. Davis was marching with King. My mom, who wanted to march with him uh, because she was one of the early pioneers and one of the early uh, women of color involved in the League of Women Voters and the NAACP and, and, and many aspects of racial justice, you know, she, she was not allowed to go to the march per her doctor's orders because I was on the way. You know, I, I joke with my parents because my mom watched it on television that I somehow heard that speech and it has informed <laughs> everything that I've written so far. Um, so as, as a kid, you know, when the other children were, you know, going to the beach or the park or summer camp during their time off from school during the summer months, you know, I was going to the uh, annual NAACP conference in the summers. I was going to the National Urban League. I was going to the Congressional Black Caucus right in September before school started. And uh, those experiences, you know, I, I didn't realize it then, of course, you know, I was experiencing his, living history and it, it has always stayed with me. And that is a core theme and a thread through all of the books that I, I write and create for young readers. So, so that was really the beginning. I, I was a child who struggled in school. Um, I did struggle and uh, I had a person that I call my, my fairy god teacher and she was, her name was Mrs. Lewis. She was my third grade teacher. And she introduced me to selected works of Langston Hughes. And I realized that, um, you know, reading could be fun, joyful, wordplay. There was a musicality to it. And that was, that was thanks to, to Langston Hughes's poetry. 
Um, and there's that uh, New yes, York, <laughs> New York City ambiance that we were talking about before we started. <laughs> yes, yes, that's the symphony of my home, New York City. <laughs> um, and so that's actually really interesting. I think our generation is uh, growing up in the aftermath of the civil rights era, you know, got to reap a lot of those benefits that they were fighting for. Yes, yes, absolutely. You know, um, it's funny. I, I, I feel that there's a reemergence, really. We're, we're in a, a new civil rights movement. Absolutely. And one of my favorite things to do in the morning is, you know, I take a walk. It's my time to be alone. And, you know, I love to see in the windows of the buildings where I live in New York, they are filled with signs from children. And you can tell they're written by kids because of the inventive spelling, the day glow markers, the, the pictures that are drawn. And they say Black Lives Matter, you know, kindness spoken here, um, mm. you know, together we can. Uh, and I, I really know, I feel heartened about a new future. I know that young people are really on the sidewalks and streets, you know, and again, it's a reemergence because it was really kids who started the civil rights movement back in the 60s, who kept it going in the 70s. And here we are, you know, in the year 2022 and young people are, are on the front lines of making change. Yes, yes. So I wanna go back to your childhood. And so you seemed obviously pretty aware of you know, civil rights and uh, racial equality, the fight for racial equality. What kind of books did you read as a child? Well, my mom was a teacher. She was a middle school teacher. And what's so interesting is that, you know, back then there were not the publishing categories that we have now. So there weren't middle grade books. There weren't young adult books. As I was growing up, you started to see more of that in your public library. You know, there was like what was known as J fiction, junior fiction. But really what I read was what my parents were reading, which were, you know, the, the classics of African-American literature, Toni Morrison, the Maya Angelou. So, so I read what the grownups read. And fortunately, my parents were avid readers and those, you know, my dad was a very avid nonfiction reader. So, um, you know, I, I read books about, you know, civil rights notables. I read books about Frederick Douglass and, um, you know, again, cause that's what my parents were reading. And that those were, you know, what I call my textual lineage, you know, textual lineage, you know, that is a, a phrase, a, a phenomenon that has been um, identified by Dr. Alfred Tatum at the University of Chicago, but essentially one's textual lineage are the books that shaped and molded the thinking of you know, each individual. We each have our books that are part of our textual lineage that create the tree of knowledge that we grow up with. So in my case, those were the books that I read. You know, Again, The Bluest Eye, I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings. Um, slowly, I was starting to read books by creators of, of uh, narratives for young people, Virginia Hamilton, Walter Dean Myers, Patricia C. McKissick. So all of those were in the mix and, and very important to my formative years. I wanna ask you a question about your 
writing process. I, I heard you talking about that and it seemed almost spiritual the way you talked about it, um, how characters come to you. And so I'm interested if you could give the, the audience a little taste of what the writing process is like for you. Sure. I'm an early riser. I'm up at four or 4.30. And, uh, you know, that's when my characters visit me. And, and that may be the spiritual aspect that you're referring to. So, you know, I often yes. feel that the, the books that I write, I feel that I'm not really writing them. I feel like I'm just the dictator, you know, I'm just taking down the dictation. These characters are whispering to me. A, a good example would be two, actually. One would be The Red Pencil, which is a story set in Sudan at the height of the, the civil war there. And the young girl, Amira, who is a 12-year-old girl who is forced to flee from her home. And she is forbidden by her family because she comes from a very traditional culture. She cannot learn to read or write or go to school. And she receives the gift of a red pencil, which really changes her forever. And Amira was one of those characters who in the wee hours, in the hushed dawn of the morning, literally just came up and whispered. And I just, you know, obediently got to the keyboard and started, started writing the red pencil. Um, another example would be uh, Loretta Little Looks Back three voices go tell it. So that is, that is the story of a sharecropping family. The little family, it spans three generations beginning in 1927 in a uh, cotton field in Mississippi and comes up to uh, through 1950s up to 1968 when we see African-Americans gaining, fighting for, reaching for, achieving the right to vote. Um, we meet characters like Fannie Lou Hamer um, we meet members of SNCC, the NAACP, and I bring that up again because those are characters who, you know, just kind of waved a hand and said, hey, listen, I have something <laughs> to tell you, and uh, I said, okay, and started writing. Uh, so interesting. Thank you for giving us some insight into that process. Uh, I hope you get to talk a little bit more about it in the webinar. You know, before we end the podcast, we normally do sharing about what's lighting you up and what's soothing your soul. So I'll ask you, what are you reading? What am I reading? Well, one of the beauties of the, the pandemic is, you know, folks are calling it a lockdown. But uh, while we are very uh, kind of sequestered in our homes, I also am experiencing it as an opening up, a chance to really read and reflect and Think about some things. You know, I'm a big fan of an author by the name of Varian Johnson. He's a, a middle grade author, and I love his book, Playing the Cards You're Dealt. He's, he's got such a great sense of humor. He's great at characterizations. Um, I am also a big fan of the author Nikki Grimes, you know, a fellow poet and author, and uh, an, another book that I, I'm really just in, enjoying is called Unspeakable. And it's kind of odd to say I'm enjoying it. It is a, a book about the um, Tulsa, Oklahoma massacre written by Carol Boston Weatherford and illustrated by the late Floyd Cooper. It's so groundbreaking. And I guess to say I'm enjoying it, what I'm enjoying about it is the mastery with which Carol and Floyd tell the story. So, um, you know, and then there are up, uplifting things that I'm reading, you know, just many books of daily reflections. And I 
try to focus on that and, and get quiet. And then I do my writing. Okay. And what are you watching? What am I watching? I am watching a ton of Netflix, <laughs> um, a ton of Netflix and a ton of PBS. And I just went back to the Ken Burns, Muhammad Ali, PBS really docu-series, which is completely fascinating. I also want to put a plug in for audiobooks. I have been really enjoying audiobooks. I'm a big consumer of those and um, have just, it's, it's been on all the bestseller lists. So I said, let me listen to this. I have just listened <laughs> to the audiobook entitled Will, uh, which is the memoir of Will Smith. Um, oh, and, yes. and I will tell you that Mr. Smith is a very a deep, you know, reflective thinker, a lot of wisdom, um, so much so that there were points in which the audiobook I was stopping and starting and, and taking notes. So um, you, you never know what you will find during a pandemic and uh, kind of what new passions will emerge. Oh, that's so interesting. Um, I have not read that book, but I know that I feel like he, he's gotten real. Right. Mm. He's coming to himself in a way that he can now do that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then what are you listening to besides audiobooks? A lot of music, a uh, <laughs> lot, of, lot of jazz, and uh, a lot of Indian music. And believe it or not, I've been listening to some Armenian folk music, which has a very spiritual quality to it. So I've been enjoying that as well. Do you have anyone you suggest? Well, you know, I have a, a friend who is Armenian and um, been thanking my uh, Amazon uh, Alexa. I just call out the request. <laughs> oh, she hears me talking now. I, she's lighting up as I say her name. Uh, I, I call out the request and I, I, get, a, I get a download. I, I will also say that I am listening to a lot of Bill Withers these days oh, um, yeah. on Alexa. Again, very, very uplifting and good music. Great, great. Well, it was really lovely to speak to you today. I'm so looking forward to the webinar. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Bernada. So that was our guest, award-winning children's author, Andrea Davis Pinckney, member of the New York State Writers Hall of Fame, subject of the Emmy-nominated short film, Andrea Davis Pinckney, National Author Engagement, and her new book, Because of You, John Lewis, will be available this summer. And on February 17th, please join us for Rise for Racial Justice welcomes Andrea Davis Pinckney, where you'll learn more about her work and certainly more about the, the things that we've talked about today. You can find more information on our website, riseforracialjustice.org. And I invite you back when we continue the conversation about anti-racism and education on Rise for Racial Justice, the podcast. <laughs>